Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Friday. The Packers offseason work is done. The summer stretches out before us, and apparently the Packers uh, at some point yesterday said, dude, let's go bowling. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all having a great Friday morning getting ready for this weekend. I'm DJing tonight if you're in the New York area. Step by, stop by the Let Love In. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you're going to have fun wherever you are this uh, this upcoming weekend, and I hope you have a great Father's Day. And let me tell you, probably too late to get it shipped to you right now, but if you need something for Dad down the road here or maybe a late-arriving Father's Day gift, make sure you check out Lambo Prince over at ballparkblueprints.com. Check these buddies out. A great classic alternative to the usual photography-based sports posters that get relegated to the basement or man cave. These prints look like art. People love hanging them in a den, a living room, or a professional office because they're old school and sharp from a design perspective. The link to find these great prints and other merch right here in the description of this video. Go to ballparkblueprints.com and use promo code CHEESEHEAD. That's promo code CHEESEHEAD for 10% off. Do it, people. You know you want to. Good morning. Everybody in the comments, good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Brandy starts us off with a great question. What are we getting in Jerron Reed? I loved this signing when it happened. He is a perfect complimentary piece, something they've needed along the defensive line. Somebody who can hold up against the run and give you a little bit of pass rush and things won't fall off or fall apart when Kenny Clark goes off the field. Um, I know Kansas City fans would probably point to his slow start last year with the Chiefs, but if you watch the entirety of his season, especially his play in the playoffs, if the Packers can get that player that we saw with the Chiefs late season into the playoffs, that run, he was playing at an extremely high level. And I think they've got a guy who, again, maybe not a, you know, not going to be a eight, nine sack guy. He's not a pressure guy. He's not somebody who's going to give you a whole lot when it comes to rushing the quarterback. But He's a very, very good defensive lineman, a decent technician, somebody who does create disruption and somebody who is able to withstand some of these kind of double team games up front from the offensive line makes you able to play on their side of the line. That's what the Packers have not done a lot of um, in the last decade plus. And Reed certainly helps reset the line of scrimmage, something he's pretty damn good at. So a uh, physical guy. Not going to get pushed around, not going to get moved in the running game. Um, again, not a pass rushing dynamo, but certainly a very good rotational piece up front. I, like I said, I was very excited when they made this signing. I uh, don't think he's a great player, but I think he's a damn good player. Uh, morning, everybody. Too old for this. How you doing? Callum, what's going on? <sighs> what's the greatest Packers game I have ever seen? Are you talking about in person or like on television or ever? I mean, there there are so many to choose from. Um, you know, obviously, the Super Bowls leap to mind immediately. It's hard to beat watching your favorite team win the championship. Um, I'll never forget the game in Atlanta, the divisional. Uh, was it the divisional? Game uh, in the playoffs in 2010 when Aaron Rodgers went absolutely ham. That's, that's one that will never escape the memory. Um, in person? Man, probably my favorite one was uh, when the Packers beat the Favre-led Vikings in Lambeau Field on Sunday Night Football when Desmond Bishop's pick six. And then the fact that Favre almost brought them back and the whole kind of 
feel in Lambeau completely changed throughout the second half of that game where it felt almost inevitable. And everybody was kind of like, oh, my God, is he really going to do this? And he almost did. Randy Moss was this close in the end zone of pulling that one down and winning the game for the Vikings. But um, there was like this begrudging respect, like, oh, I hate that he's a Viking. I hate that he might win this. But it's like, that's Brett, man. That's why you loved him when he was with the Packers. So that was a great game. And I don't think I've ever felt an explosion of joy like I did when 70,000 of my closest friends exploded and cheered when Desmond Bishop picked Favre off and ran it back for a touchdown. It was one of the greatest moments I've ever witnessed on a football field. I, I absolutely lost my mind. So those are a few. Uh, <laughs> Steve, I don't care about Aaron Rodgers' personal life. I don't care. I just don't. Who is going to the shareholders meeting? All caps from TKM. Uh, I most likely won't be, but you guys have a good time. Uh, what else we got? Jake, thanks for the super chat. I dig the shirt. Thanks. I dig Massive Attack. So we're in simpatico right there. Uh, Moises, thanks for the super chat. That drive right before the half against Washington is a great example of what Lazar can do as wide receiver one. Happy Friday, Nags. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought of that, but that is that's pretty darn well um, observed. Uh, it's interesting. You go back and you watch. Even there's a few games where Adams is maybe double or triple teamed at times at like the Baltimore game last year where Lazar does step up. Um, but, yeah, there are more than, you know, a few kind of moments throughout Lazard's tenure in Green Bay that you can point to and go, okay, that's what he's capable of. And that's certainly uh, a a well-situated game for that purpose. Morning to you, New York, from Spokane, Washington. Go Pack Go. What's up, Mike? Good morning from New York City. I hope you're doing well, man. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Our Golden State Warriors are the world champions. Our? Oh, I'm, hey, shout out to the Warriors. Shout out to their fans. I mean, what is this? Fourth ring for Steph? I mean... The guy's a legend. What are you going to do? Amazing. I love Steve Kerr, so I'm happy for Kerr more than anything. I will I will say this. You guys know me. I'm not NBA. I don't watch NBA. I, I gave up on the NBA a long time ago. But before the Warriors went on this run of dominance, you know, it's not hard to think back to how fucking awful that team was for a very long time. And I'll never forget when they made their first run with – Steph and this, you know, that old crew, but Steph was the spearhead. There was a piece on ESPN about these old ladies who had been going to Warriors games since like the 70s or some shit. And they sat like way up in the back end of the bleachers of the stadium. And they had been, they'd been going for decades essentially and watching this team stink. And, you know, suddenly now there was this turnaround that felt like it was never going to happen. And it kind of reminded me of the Packers. And when I was growing up and how fucking awful the Packers were in the 70s and 80s, and then all of a sudden the 90s come around and Favre was essentially Steph and brought us into the light, so to speak, and went on the run and won that Super Bowl. It just I, I always think of those ladies, and I hope they're doing well, and I hope they're still with us because they're obviously pretty old, but um, and I hope they're drinking champagne this morning because, man, if you are a fan of a team like that, that is just god-awful and there is no sign of hope, in the near future, but you stick with them, then you're an OG and you carry your particular G the way you should, man. Shout out to those, those women, because it ain't easy. It ain't easy sticking with it. It is hard. 
to watch your team suck for decades. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. Rick Barry, the original warrior. Yeah, no doubt, right? Will Rogers accept a check down this year? Stay tuned. Good question, Brandy. Well, what's funny is like when they were so efficient on offense in, in the COVID year, uh, he was very amiable to checking it down. I actually asked him about that um, the week coming out of the bye. And if you search um, Aaron Eggler, Rogers, and check down, you'll find it. It's a videos on Twitter. Um, and he, you know, talked about like his second year in the system, really knowing where those checkdowns were, and he was not afraid to take them. And I think there were times when you saw him kind of embrace it last year, but for whatever reason, they weren't nearly as efficient, and he didn't seem to take them as readily. Now you can pick apart every single play, and it, I get it when you're on the you're on the field and you're playing quarterback. There's a million things happening, thousand miles a minute, and it's easy to nitpick afterwards. I get that, but. Yeah, it did seem the year before when they were so efficient. They stayed ahead of the sticks, moved the ball up and down the field. Part of the reason was because he was so kind of ready to take the check down, not kind of holding the ball, looking for the bigger play, et cetera, stuff that we'd seen, we've seen for years leading up to McCarthy's dismissal. But I hope so. I really hope he does. And look, maybe the byproduct of Adams not being there will be he's more amiable to taking the check down making the reads one two three okay it's not there check it down we'll see tkm good to see you at your post buddy packers fans of the 70s and 80s lived through it got the t-shirt puppy fund have a great weekend <laughs> thanks tkm good to see you at your post buddy uh heard sean davis had a nice camp possible safety three john it sure sounds like he's in the mix obviously i didn't see any of it but from what we read tweet-wise from both, uh, I believe Andy Herman pointed that out, and I think Wes Hod had highlighted him a couple times. Sure sounds like he's in that mix. Um, really anxious to get to camp, get the pads on, and see what he's got. No doubt about it. I mean, history, Packers and otherwise, is littered with guys who look great in the spring in shorts and then kind of disappear when the pads come on. So here's hoping he takes another step because, yeah, they definitely need somebody to fill that role. No question about it. Will Rodgers do a Hail Mary this year? Callum, I hope not, because usually that means they're behind. Let's hope they're ahead all the time, and they don't need to. Does Rodgers throw more picks this year with having to rely on receivers that might not trust quite that he might not trust quite as much? I doubt his touchdown-interception ratio changes much. Um, I think, you know, he is who he is. And he's certainly not he's certainly not a guy who's going to force things. He's not going to suddenly change his spots, so to speak, right? No doubt that he may take a few more, um, I don't want to say chances, but a few more, uh, mm-hmm, what would he say? Intelligent risks, possibly, you know? We know he's loath to throw the 50-50 ball for the most part if it's a guy he doesn't trust. But he's got a few of those on the on the team still. You know, and who knows how quickly he will grow to trust some of the other guys. But I don't think it changes much. I think, if anything, the offense should help him in the sense of not running everything through Devontae as much. It should help him. It should increase, actually, his, I would think, his completion percentage and probably keep his touchdown-interception ratio pretty much the same. I'd be surprised if there was a drastic change there. You know, 17 years into his career, it's not going to suddenly change how he approaches things. Dustin, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. 
Imagine if Caleb Jones pans out as a right tackle. That would be uh, that would be a development. There's no doubt about it. Wait, let me. Well, you said imagine it. I imagined it. It's pretty awesome. I'm down for it. Mm, Brandy, though, that's a good question. MVS took the top off of defenses. Who is the wide receiver that fills that role in his absence? It's going to be interesting. I think Sammy Watkins can do it. He's got the speed. There's no doubt about that. And if you're running Lazard as your split end and in the Devontae Adams role, you put Watkins as your flanker and away you go. Now, I also think Christian Watson's got the speed to do it. And we'll, it'll be interesting to see how quickly he gets, you know, kind of ingrained in the offense, how soon he gets his opportunities. But, you know, I think they'll be able to do it. And it's interesting because MVS, yes, his speed was a problem for defenses, and no doubt the Packers took advantage of it more often than not. But MVS really developed in that kind of third, fourth year, uh, his camps in particular. Uh, but, you know, even on the field in regular season games, some playoff games, you could see his route tree development, his ability on the intermediate stuff, not just the deep post, not just the nine route. But, you know, that's what they're going to need from Sammy Watkins initially. They're going to need him to not just take things deep, but be able to produce the intermediate stuff because they're going to be trusting him and counting on him. You know, Rogers has already name checked him as the, one of the three that he's going to be trusting and throwing too early. So that's where, to me, it's not just, yes, it's the threat of the speed. Yes, it's the idea of he could take you deep at any point, but it's then being able to produce off of that fear defensive backs backing up safeties over the top. All right. Now let's run a quick slant. Let's run a hitch. Let's run a smash route, you know, matriculate the ball down the field till the point where they got to come up and then you take them deep. That's where he's got to produce. Uh, do you think the starters will get more playing time during the preseason since they had, uh, what is it? Uh, a turd week one last year. Seemed like they weren't ready. Matthew, that is going to be fascinating to watch play out because if we know anything about, professionals in the NFL. It's that they are fucking stubborn as hell. I mean, no one's been in my mind more stubborn ever in the, my history of watching the league than Mike McCarthy. So it can't be that bad, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, yeah, we know we stunk week one last year. That had nothing to do with us not playing in preseason, even though it kind of pretty clearly did. So do I think they should? Yeah. hundred percent. Do I think they will? Jury's out. We'll see. Um, I think there's a chance. There's a chance that Matt and Aaron sit down and go, yeah, we should probably, you know, maybe play the guys. We should be out there maybe a series or two throughout the preseason just to get timing down, et cetera. But uh, I wouldn't put it past them to say, yeah, no, totally unrelated. You know, stubborn is as stubborn does, man. That's how they work. Uh, What else we got, folks? Dave, thanks for the super chat. Does Rodgers take a check down more willingly when he trusts the base offense more? Last year, O-line took a dip. Efficiency suffered, so Rodgers hunted big plays, which only exacerbated the problem. I think there's something to that, Dave. I think your point about the offensive line is key here. I do think they weren't as efficient on early downs, especially when they tried to run the ball. Um, throughout the year, playing with a banged-up line, guys moving every week, it seemed like anyway, um, they just were not able to consistently get ahead of the sticks. And I do think there was, there is something to what you're talking about there. Um, Now, fast forward to this year, is there a possibility that yes, if they are a little bit more consistent, 
little more efficient? Does that make him a little bit more willing to not try to force it and not hold it? I think that's human nature. And I think there's a chance that that comes to fruition. Um, and that's why I made the video a couple weeks ago about like everyone's talking about wide receivers and blah, blah, blah. And I get it. They're sexy. They're skilled position players, fantasy darlings. I all, I understand all that, but 10 times more important to the outcome and the, you know, what we see on the field from this Packers offense this year. I don't care who they have at wide receiver. None of it matters if the offensive line isn't better. It has to be better. And it's not that they were terrible last year, but they certainly took a step back. And I understand they were dealing with injuries and blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But they have got to be better up front. Got to do it. It's the whole engine of the offense. Uncultured, what's up, man? Haven't seen you in a while. How you doing? Have a good weekend, all. And hey, let's be careful out there. Throwback to Michael Conrad on Hill Street Blues. You're, I was wondering who was going to catch it. That was the title of the video yesterday because of the idea being that they were letting him out for the offseason. He would always say the end of the briefing at the start of every episode. Let's be careful out there. I knew uncultured. I knew you'd get it. There you go. Uh, Del Eros. Thanks for the super chat. Which street is renamed after Rogers since he des- when he decides to hang it up? Is it called Rogers Beltway? Hey, Del's here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Tip your waitress. Try the veal. Um, which street is renamed? I don't know, man. Can we get a street named after Rom Wolf first? Um, I don't know. We'll we'll get uh, something. Will get renamed. I have zero doubt. He'll get a statue. Of that there's no doubt. That that will happen. Which one? I don't know. Were they a top ten line without sixty nine, seventy four, and seventy one? Were they? No, of course not. Uh, a lot of people saying good morning. Can we get a little dance to the tunes at the end? <laughs> You saw it on my Insta. It was a one-time performance. That was it. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Have a great Father's Day. And as always, Go Pack Go.